Muslim TikTok. So before I had this like Muslim, 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 I um, had like this certain image of what a Muslim girl had to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like TikTok popped around and like they're like Muslim girls who like look like me or dress like me or like dressed a different way. And it's yeah. like, it's not like this like. That's a good point. I never, yeah. I never thought about that perspective. I honestly think it's going to be the fall of our generation. Welcome to Keeping It Real. because I haven't had a meet since like winter season of um, my senior year. You didn't get any in the spring? No, I didn't get any meets in the spring. That's nuts. That's crazy it's been so long. What do you compete in? I, well in college I do the 100 and 200, but in high school I used to literally do everything. I used to do 100 meter uh, hurdles, uh, 300 meter hurdles, because in New Hampshire there's a 300 meter. Um, Why? Why just New Hampshire? I don't know. There was a, there's no, no 300 meter hurdles. Yeah, that's painful as fuck. It is, but no you one. You do on the curves or just two straightaways? On the curve, there's like a one curve. It's 400, right? Yeah. So, so is it just the whole top, a whole 300 of hurdles? Yeah. Jesus. They're like spread out. Though. Even on the curves, though. Yeah. That sounds awful. It was it was okay. No one else did it, so yeah. like I got points for my team, and then I did javelin, and then I did a hundred meter, two hundred meter, and four by one. Damn. Really put the team on the back. There was, did, there was 25 people. <laughs> <laughs> your school is mad small. Yeah. What, what's your town called again? Wilton. How high up is it? You know where Milford, New Hampshire is? Yeah. It's like right next there. Alright, so it's not as insanely high as I thought. No. But, but yeah, it's... Population it's like... small. Yeah, no, my school is... There's like two towns combined. And it was a middle school and a high school combined. And um, everyone in there like was like 200 people, mm-hmm. so it was like yeah, hella small. That's we were talking about that this morning at breakfast actually comparing schools because like I come from a school that has like 300 a class, like around 1200 in the school, Dang. and then Patrick's like, damn, that's nothing. I had 800 a class, and he's like, my school is like 6,000. Like it was something actually that wouldn't add up. He had like 800, and then like I don't know what that would add up to. Like twenty five hundred people in a school. A lot of people. Yeah, and then Connor was like, I only had like three hundred people in my whole school, and like my whole town was like, that's that's an exaggeration. He had more. We're making fun of him from being from a little town, but uh, he was saying how like it's just crazy because even though we're all from different like places with the amount of people, mm-hmm. there is really only one perspective you get from there, and that's like the people who are there. Like no matter where you go, and you're gonna get new perspectives from people coming from a town that either has a hundred people or like a hundred thousand people, you know? Yeah. It's just different. And Connor said like, he was excited to come to Boston for that. He was oh, missing yeah. that. No, know? I was definitely excited to come. That was like one of the main reasons I wanted to come to Boston because I wanted like, not only diversity and like race and like religion, but like in thought processes as well. Mm. 
because like everyone there like thought the exact same and I was just yeah. tired of it so I agree you get you don't even realize it too until you're gone and then you can like reflect on it yeah and so many like even like my humor like it's crazy how many different types of humor I've picked up since being here you know like mm-hmm. from Patrick and or Pat and Luke I've like adapted this different type of humor and then you guys like the the no-name group chat like I used to not joke about stuff like that like not in a bad way just yeah. I would literally laugh about like only the same things my friends would laugh about and like yeah. we all just have it like I don't know like you could tell who was from Marlboro and who was like a couple towns over because of shit like that I don't yeah. know I'd pay attention to a little shit like that but no. it's nice to be in Boston yeah no it is for like humor for me um the humor in my town was very very racist and not good like it's yeah just wasn't a good type of humor and then when i came here i was like oh people are like actually funny here <laughs> and it's just not like yeah racist I, shit. You. <laughs> I, I don't really run into that in my hometown but i've met kids from like rhode island and shit like that and mm-hmm. hung out with them where their humor like what they think is funny and they keep repeating i'm like that's not even a joke like it, yeah. like it's just not even like it's not, it's just not even funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's crazy how it gets some people to laugh. Like, I don't understand their thought process. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just because they haven't met anybody outside of themselves. It's like that person in the friend group that, like, repeats the joke and, like, no one's laughing. Yeah, They, yeah. like, insist it's funny. Yeah. it's not. <laughs> and when they're trying to introduce it to new people, it's like, uh, you're still missing. But yeah, they'll learn eventually, hopefully, one day. They just got to get out. So people who stay in those same towns and, like, stay comfortable, they're the mm-hmm. issues. Yeah, no, definitely. I, like, don't understand how, like, people are, like, okay with just, like, living their whole life in, like, one town. Yeah, I don't get How that. are you going to, like, learn and, like, better yourself without, like, moving around, meeting different people and, like, experiencing new things? I get going away and coming back, but mm-hmm. I don't understand growing up in the same town all your life. Yeah. And, like... I don't know. So much, there's so many people in my town do that. They'll stay there and like start a family, and it'll be like their kids. They'll their friends. Their kids will be friends with their kids, and like it'll yeah. just keep going on and on and on. And I'm like, there's so much outside of this town that you yeah. guys are missing. But shit, that's their decision. No, yeah, that's true. It's not for me to judge, but it's like that wouldn't work for me. You know, like mm-hmm. I want to like, like after college, um, I want to like go and like explore. You know, like I want to go on a road trip like my brother he went on a road trip across the u.s and like he slept in his car and like he met all these like great new people and shit and like it was like he was like if you ever do something you have to do this yeah that's what everybody says everybody around this age plans that too and says like this is the time if you're gonna Mm -hmm. do it i totally agree with it that's something i'd want to do is just live out of like an rv for a summer or something like that Mm -hmm. the boys or whoever but no. yeah I feel that shit yeah plus it's like I don't know just like on new perspectives and everything like you literally like just like better yourself like you like not only like reflect on the past events but you're also like oh this is how I'm gonna think and then like you better yourself again and you're like oh yeah that's how I did think and then you you just keep going around and around mm-hmm that's what we're ta- me and Alex were talking about, how, like, our personalities, we take everybody's opinion into consideration to the point where it appears, like, indecisive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's something I've worked on a lot this semester is, like, 
really establishing like what I believe in, in addition to taking everybody's opinions into consideration. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, like I would just kind of take what people said and agree with them, you know? I used to do that a lot too. Um, especially with like my religion and stuff. Cause like I was raised Muslim and I kind of just like, my parents would be like, you have to do this. And I'd be like, okay. And I did it. And like, now I'm kind of like, well, why do I have to do it? And like, yeah. I have to like educate myself on like my religion and like not only religion like I have to like separate religion and culture as well because there's like some things that like other people who are Muslim they're like that's not an Islam like that's yeah. a cultural thing and I was like oh I did not know that at all yeah so when when did you so you always would practice it like even if those forced on you you still kind of it was never forced. It. it was more like they just wouldn't explain and I'd accept it. Mm-hmm. Like, Islam was never forced on me. And that's, like, the one thing, like, I really appreciated. Because, like, my dad, he was always, like, he, like, always, like, was, like, proud. Like, he gave me, like, positive reinforcement. And that's, like, why I, like, mm-hmm. really loved Islam. And, like, I grew to learn it because, like, they gave me attention when I, yeah. I like, did it right. But um, when I came to college, I, like, prayed every day like five times a day i'd like read the quran and everything um but i wouldn't like understand it like it's yeah. just like me speaking arabic you know like singing a song but like without yeah, like understanding yeah. lyrics have you really started to dive into understanding of things um recently no but like towards like semester one i did it's just like right now i don't have time but ramadan's coming up so like it'll give me like more of like a motivation to do that stuff when's that april 15th? um no 13. So I'm gonna do that this year. Yeah, I, I promise I will. What it sun up and sundown? Yeah, you don't eat from sunrise till sunset. So you have to get up early just to eat. It, there's this thing called suhoor, mm-hmm. and it's basically like right before fajr, so like right before the sun rises, and you eat. Don't you also eat. do a prayer as the sun rises? Yeah, it's that's called the fajr prayer. Oh, interesting. Yeah, not to like rant about. Islam or anything, but there's like five prayers throughout the day. Fucking go off. Go, yeah. go through them. There's, um, there's Fajr, and then there's Dhuhr, uh-huh. which is like around like 12. It all depends on like what, when the sun is. That's pretty cool. I like when religions use natural like occurring things, mm-hmm. you know. Ramadan's actually like a month. It's an, a month in the Islamic calendar, which is like based off of the moon. It's not like a, like it is a holiday, but like it's a whole month. Mm-hmm. So and it, it like changes, like it's not always the thirteenth because that month is gonna happen. Yeah, it goes back, I think ten days every year. So like at some point it's gonna be during the winter, which is gonna be so much oh. easier, <laughs> so much easier. But I never, damn, I didn't know that. I thought it was always around springtime. Like I thought you would go back ten days and like forward ten days. You know. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it's. Just no, you're definitely right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, hold on. <laughs> no. Because, um, like, I used to... I started fasting, like, fully when I was 12. Um, and then, like, when I got into high school, I had to fast during, like, track season as well. This year, I don't, because my coach was like, don't even worry about practicing because you're fasting. So now I can, like, put all my focus That's nice. into my religion, which is really, really nice. Plus, it's, like, a good year to, like, miss track. Do you... Do you, like, feel it when you do it? Like, whatever it is that... Like, where did that stem from, starting to fast? Like, for me, or just, like... For in the religion? Oh, um... 
I learned about it in aesthetic school, but I totally forget. <laughs> um, I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I usually don't speak on things like I'm not 100% certain. Yeah, I get you. And you don't want to put out the wrong information. That makes sense. Yeah. But I, I wonder what like the original goal was. Is it to like regain appreciation for things and like be thankful for meals and stuff um, like that? I don't know about the religion itself, but for me, from like experience, the way I see it is like if I can stay away from things that are halal, so like eating is like halal, like, um, yeah, um, I can stay away from the things that are like haram as well, so like drinking and smoking. Yeah. So like, so it's can, all about like controlling like your will and yeah, it's practicing self control on yeah. something that you need, so then it translates onto like temptation. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah, I get that. It makes sense. I, I, I fast all the time, but not those hours. Like, I'll do a fast from, so I'll only eat at 10 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. every day. Oh, and, right. like, that's just when I eat because it's called intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. and, like, it's a way to burn the most calories throughout your day. But, like, every public figure, I guess, an influencer I follow, like, Lex Freeman, who's a scientist at MIT, and, like, mm-hmm. David Goggins and, like, all those big minds that I really look up to, they all practice it, so there's, like, some spirituality aspect to it for myself too you know because like i wake up starving and make sure i go work out before i eat and like that workout sucks but like it's so rewarding to sit down and eat and think about what you've already done you know yeah so i totally get that fasting's the shit yeah i used to do intermediate fasting back in quarantine because like i used to play like four varsity sports i wasn't good but like (laughs) (laughs) um because there's only three seasons um, I did basketball and indoor track. Damn, you really put your fucking school in the back. Yeah. Um, but what was I saying? During quarantine, I didn't exercise at all. Yeah. Um, which was like going from like extreme exercise to nothing, mm-hmm. and I ate like shit. So like that really like put a lot of weight on me. I went from like one forty five to like one seventy, like that. Jeez, and I was like, I need to like take care of myself me, I, I was there too when quarantine hit i just smoked and ate all day mm-hmm. and i went from like 170 to like 195 so fast <laughs> that i was like this is an issue and i just felt like shit yeah. like it wasn't even fun anymore like it was fun probably for like the first month mm-hmm. and that's even a stretch because i bet by the end of that first month i was already starting to hate life yeah but then like it just flipped in my head like this sucks and you're just being a loser you know yeah i know you definitely get the like bum couch potato feeling and you're like well I don't really like this anymore mm-hmm. and like not only that I lost my train of thought <laughs> yeah I lost my train of thought bum couch potato fuck <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no, it's it's awesome. well there's no motivation I felt like I lost motivation cause there was in my head there was like nothing to get motivated for whereas if like if I have something to do, like if I have a sport to look forward to or classes to do, like I'll find motivation for those things. Mm-hmm. But it was literally like, oh, I like my the things that I need to do are wake up and eat and go back to sleep. Like yeah. I didn't need to do anything else. That was literally it. So my motivation was just to wake up at before time to go to bed. So that was 2 p.m. I'd wake up, play video games, do whatever, yeah. walk my dog once maybe. Then I'd just go back to bed. And I, like I just remember being like, I'm wasting like life like we're literally on this planet just wasting time and like 
it doesn't fucking matter if it's like a pandemic or whatever like you I should be setting goals and like doing something to better myself you know yeah for for me at least it's like I need something to like keep the change because if I don't change my routine constantly I like lose motivation yeah I agree with you quarantine sucked I'm glad it's over I hope we never have to go back me neither but like all in all like i did like benefit from quarantine a lot because oh, like i had yeah. i had like a inner deep surge quarantine like, with your demons yeah <laughs> oh that shit sucked bro like i literally there was a point where like there was a week i was like crying myself to sleep just mm-hmm. hating everything about myself and it just hits a point where i was like all right it's time to just change like reinvent yourself yeah and figure it out and i feel like I would not even be close to the person I am today if it wasn't for COVID. Oh, definitely. Like, I, like, the friend group I was in in high school, like, had a big influence on me, and, like, it wasn't, like, a good influence at all. Not in the aspect of, like, drugs and, like, alcohol or whatever, but just, like, mindset. And um, once I separated myself from them, like, I was like, well, this is what I want. They're not good for me. Cause like they like bullied the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, it's just jokes. It's just jokes. But if it's, it's constant, it's like, yeah. okay, that shit hurts. <laughs> no, no. That's why like I really like college. Cause like I found a really good group of friends. But it seems like you found your mindset, and then you attracted those friends. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. It's, it's not like you it. found them. It's like they found you after you fixed, you yeah. separated yourself from that. You know. I'm a big believer in like the law of attraction. Like you really, really do get back what you put out. You know, and like. If you're putting out a positive mindset, hardworking, and like actually good, funny humor, that's what mm-hmm. you're gonna get, and you're not, and you're gonna be surrounded by people you actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. Whereas if like I'm not saying in that time period you were putting out bad things, yeah, yeah. whatever. But once you're in that loop, it's kind of hard to get out of it, especially in like a smaller town where you probably didn't have like other groups to turn to as much. You no, know? it was yeah. No, that's definitely a good way to look at it. I haven't thought about it that way. Um, for me at least like I didn't really have like any options in my hometown so like it was like an honors and a non-honors class and the honors class was just like you worked hard and the non-honors like you didn't like there that was the only difference between them and so like since there was like only 30 people in my grade like I had to be friends with the people I was in class in yeah so I feel that like it wasn't exactly the same like there's APs honors and CPs mm-hmm. but you definitely were in the same classes with the same people throughout the day. Yeah. I'm, I'm very lucky because I had a, not a toxic friend group, but I have friends home who at home, like, who we had bad mindsets as well. And, like, thank God, though, like, quarantine had the same effect on all of us. And yeah. we were close throughout it. And we all... <laughs> in, the, in the nursing home. <laughs> you used to work at a nursing home? Yeah, that shit was lit. But I, I worked at a nursing home because it was the first place in my town that I would hire at like 14. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked there from 14 to 18. And just it was, a, it was probably one of the best work experiences at that age because they weren't easy on you. Like mm-hmm. it was honestly, that's probably some of the harder work I've done too throughout all my jobs because like they gave you they gave you like a side work and like before and after and like you're you're constantly moving the whole time and it was only a three hour shift and I remember people being like dude you only work three hours like you're not making any money because like other shifts at like Walmart where you just cashier or something mm-hmm. and you just stand there you you get like eight hours pretty easy but since it, it was only dinner during the weeks because uh, lunch and breakfast would 
it was in a it was in a um, like wait staff mm-hmm. lunch and breakfast were in the morning so we could only get nighttime uh shifts like you were hustling for those three hours you know and like then i got to other jobs where i was like oh people really just been getting paid to do nothing for like yeah. eight hours you know what i'm saying and then i started having easier jobs but that it made it appreciate i appreciated the fact it taught me to get good at the jobs no one wants to do and then you'll always have a job you want to do you know what i'm saying yeah no that's definitely a good way to look at it my first job was um <laughs> my first job was at mobile but a gas station a gas station it was one of the worst experiences of my life um <laughs> yeah it i was hired at 16 but you're not supposed to be working at gas stations up until like 18 Mm-hmm. Um, and I got overworked a lot and underpaid because I was like there like kind of illegally. So child, child, uh, literally, literally. Um, and my coworkers weren't that nice either. Um, one of my coworkers used to sexualize every woman that walked in there, and old men would come in and like ask for my home address and like he'd be like, oh yeah, she like lives across the street and like tells them where I live. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, no. That's um, just crazy. It, yeah, I did not like it. And then, like, a few times, like, some, like, old guy would, like, wait outside of my job, like, outside of mobile and, like, wait for my shift to end. Or, like, sometimes he'd, like, come and, like, ask me, ask for me when, like, I, it's Dude, old guys even... are the worst demographic when it comes to that shit. Like, it, it is. is. And a dude, up. In the minimum wage workplace, it is absurd the amount of, like, sexual assault that just goes, gets by. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, seen as a part of the job. Like, in one, in one of my, um, my seminar last semester, one day he brought up, like, sexual assault or something. I forget how the conversation started, but then every girl in the class opened up about a story of them getting sexually assaulted in the workplace. And, like, not just, like, words. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy yeah, no, how common it is. A lot of girls go through it. I'd, like, honestly, like, I'd be surprised if a girl didn't go through it. Like, That's it's, sad as fuck. It really is, but... How do, like, we combat that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we stop that from happening? Um, I haven't really put much thought into it because, like, it upsets me a yeah. lot. So it's of course it's gonna take change from the people who are doing it, but they're not gonna change unless there's consequences to it. But it's just like it happens so often, it's hard to put like a punishment to every individual yeah thing that happens. It's like I think it just comes down to like what we've seen, like a social movement of accountability. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like me and my friend Pat, we were walking to work out the other day, mm-hmm. and like while we were walking there was this girl in front of us and then there's these two guys smoking cigs per usual and they like they said something and looked and we both just looked at them and we're like you're fucking gross like you're gross and like we're just like that's what has to happen like you just have to keep telling people like you have to keep people have to keep seeing it and calling it out but the only thing is like it's not seen a lot of the time and also if it is seen it's by people who don't give a fuck it's crazy bro it really is it's a fucked up world for me at least i like started because when i was younger i used to wear like um, like a lot of leggings and like a lot of crop tops and stuff you know and like now i'm just like baggy clothes is what is for me because one that doesn't draw a lot of attention to me and if it does it's like 
my outfit is nice. It's not like sexualized or anything. Yeah. Um, so that's how I like deal with it. And like, I present myself in more of like a manly way. Yeah. If anything. I get what you're saying. That's like that you can't like dress how you'd like to dress though. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. Like it's something that definitely sucks, but like the world isn't perfect. So like you kind of just have to like adapt sometimes. Like yeah. I know I'm not going to be able to fix everything. So I'm going to have to like adapt to it. Yeah. That's a good attitude. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. And I mean like that was a big problem to address in a sense like it's hard, like, it's hard to address big concepts like that because it's little, it's individual situations where you actually get to help yourself, you yeah. know, and like, like you said, like changing the way you dress, but that's just fucked up to even say, like, it, it really is, it's just fucked. No, it really is, but like, it's not only like girls who like, get like, sexualized, like a lot of guys also get sexualized, like, especially like on TikTok. Yeah. Like a guy would just be like doing some kind of trick or whatever, like playing the guitar and all the girls in the comments are like, Oh my god, get me pregnant, shit like that. It's yeah. like he's just showing his guitar <laughs> skills. <laughs> like he's, he's just not playing the guitar. He's just playing the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about TikTok? I have a lot of opinions on it. Um I actually like it because like in a religious aspect, I get a lot of like I'm on Muslim TikTok. So before I had this like Muslim Muslim talk. I um had like this certain image of what a Muslim girl had to look like. Mm-hmm. Um and then like TikTok popped around and like they're like Muslim girls who like look like me or dress like me or like dressed a different way. And it's like yeah. it's not like this like That's a good point. I never, yeah. I never thought about that perspective. I honestly think it's gonna be the fall of our generation. Really? It's it's disgusting. Like I signed up for it literally three days ago to start posting podcast clips and like clips from the YouTube videos. And the first thing, you know how like the tutorial is like swipe up to like look through things. Yeah. The first one was like just girls, like just girls asses. It was just girls asses. And then the next one was like just some guy like assault, like throwing around food at a fast food place. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, like there's... people just throw out morals for views. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. It's no. I just think it's a catalyst of destruction and like yeah no morals and like values are definitely thrown out the window just for views but like that's like honestly like the whole like youtube like yeah i guess but youtube has an artistic aspect to it and i'm not saying you can't get that in tiktok but the Mm -hmm. way tiktoks get big in the way like oh yeah you find fame is not is not like putting effort into it and doing creative things it's Mm -hmm. just like doing something outrageous staying hot for one day, two days, maybe even like one or two hours, mm-hmm. and then trying to replicate that or do that again. Whereas yeah. I see YouTube as like a content creator, like continuously putting out work that they put their expression into. Like that's mm-hmm. how they express themselves. And over time they create a following that like agrees with how they express themselves or doesn't, but enjoys it, you know? Yeah, no, no, that's definitely it. For like. A lot of people who are on TikTok who like still who like don't like the shit like ass and like stupid shit like you can just press like uninterested. Yeah. So that's what I do. And if it's like something that I don't like, like I don't know, I've never deleted TikTok because I have a little following. But hey, what for your art? No, I actually don't post my art a lot. I just started posting it this year. Um, no, 
I can actually show you the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's a little embarrassing, but I literally got famous for doing nothing. <laughs> That's what I think TikTok is. It's like people get famous. Oh yeah. This shit. Holy shit. That was me. You were the one. Like, that's the one that popped It up. wasn't even my idea. Whose idea was it? I don't know. I saw it on Instagram one day. I was like, I went to the park and I was like, I'm going to recreate this. Damn. And then my friend was like, you got to post it. You got to post it. I was like, yeah, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. I still get likes from it. And it's been like, what, two years? That was like 800,000 likes. Yeah, it was like How many people million, have seen it? Six million. And then what? Have you posted shit after that and like you still get a good amount of... No. No? No. I don't really... See, that's what I think, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. The algorithms, too. Like, me and my friend, we posted a couple things and we got, like, I don't know, 500 views on it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we started just putting the top hashtags of the day <laughs> and it was getting mad views. Oh, I was like, like, one of them was, like, yes, clean. It was literally <laughs> yes, clean. And so it was for, like, an Oxy commercial or some shit like that. But in the video we posted was, like, a cooking video in it. Like, I was like, this shit's stupid. Like, you just That's have to funny. play the algorithm and stuff. I, I really was hesitant to join TikTok, but I talked to this kid at my gym who has, like, 60,000 subscribers on uh, YouTube, and he's like, you got to do TikTok. He's like, I didn't like it. He's like, put the pride aside, but and look at it like a business, and like, mm -hmm. that's how you're going to get your shit out there, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. If I, like, later on in life, I definitely, like, want to start selling my art, like, consistently and, like, having an art business, and, like, painting and selling clothes, um, mm -hmm. and I, like, that's, like, one reason I've, like, kept my TikTok account, like, I'm going to reform it later on. But. Yeah, 100 do you, so you just started kind of like showing off your artwork? And I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way, I mean like putting it out there and stuff like that. Yeah, no, when I was younger, not to brag, but I'm pretty sure I'm a child prodigy. <laughs> um, I used to recreate Bob Ross paintings a lot, but I'd get really mad at them and like I'd throw them away. Yeah. Because they weren't perfect. Damn. So like, if, what, like, how old were you? I was like middle school. Who, who first showed you art? My dad. So, it's very near and dear to the heart. Mm. But art is like, it's nice because like I get to like ex express my feelings through it, but I don't have to like- You don't gotta make fun of it, it is how it is though. It, <laughs> it really is, is how it is, I know. That's what the so fuck I'm doing on this, that's what I'm doing on YouTube and shit like yeah. that. And it's, in a way, it is expressing myself mm -hmm. to a certain extent. And I mean like, we look at it as like sappy and gross and shit like that. Yeah. At the end of the day, you kind of have to. Like, if you leave yeah, it in, definitely. then you, it fucking it explodes somehow. Oh, it really does. And like, it fucks up your mentality and like, it just sets you off like your planner and everything. And then yeah. you gotta make a new planner. But, um, what was I saying? Yeah, no, like, I get to express myself through it. And like, I don't have to like tell anyone what it means. Like, yeah. if someone were to ask me, like, oh, like, what does it mean? I'd be like, oh, nothing. It just looks cool. That's why I did look it. Look at it. Yeah, just it's look at it. <laughs> That's what I think about. There's this uh, YouTuber, this new YouTuber. Um, have you ever heard of Casey Neistat? He has a brother, and his name's Van Neistat. And he just created a YouTube in the past like three weeks. And the videos he's putting out, like at face value, if you're not, you have to think like how he thinks to get his videos. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And like, but if you do, it's amazing videos. Mm -hmm. Like the. Like, you know how, like, some people are, like, super attracted to Kanye and some people are like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. I don't get it. It's like that. Like, yeah. some people see it and hear what he's doing and, like, get his genius and some people don't. And I think that's so cool about art because, like you said, 
if people ask you what it means, then it's not for them. Yeah. But then there's going to be some people who go up and see it and go, this is amazing. Like, yeah. This just makes sense. And yeah. that's what I think is cool about it because then you find those people who are common-minded. You no, know? that's definitely like a good way to look at art. Um, yeah, like I said before, like the way I looked at art before was like totally different. And like when I came, actually like college like changed the way how I looked at art. Because everyone was like, I used to paint things just to like, make people think that I was cool, mm. honestly. And then like, after I painted like Kobe on a stop sign, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. And I wanted to paint things that I wanted to paint. And that's that's interesting. My art started. I remember I swiped up on that. I was like, this yeah. shit's fire. Yeah. That was a sick ass painting. It was. So how did, you sold that for commission though, like. I did, to my cousin. People, oh, to your cousin. Yeah. I was about to say, I thought you were like a stranger. I was like, how did people already know about it? But yeah, you should definitely make Make your TikTok. Do it now. Just do it now. Just do what you like. Have your phone over you while you're making stuff. Speed it up and then like show the final product or whatever. That shit would pop off. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna start doing that. Um, once I have more time. Yeah. It's probably in the summer. Fair but. enough. What's your favorite type of art? I never like, really thought about it. I've worked with acrylic a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I work with fabric paint a lot. I actually, um. I'm about to sell one of my jackets I made. Nice. Like, Which one? The one with the... Six Aperol. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. I like that one. Except you put mushrooms on the bad side. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I well, just because it's a... I think about it differently. Because yeah. the other ones feel like where I feel like pills and all that shit feels like you're trying to suppress things and where mushrooms for me feels like you're trying to find things. Well, at least for me, I don't know. Some people could also be using it to suppress feelings and stuff, but yeah. at the no, end of the I day. I just put the mushrooms on there because I was like, mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like... get it. I get it. But... No, I definitely can see your perspective of it. Also because that shit changed my world. Really? I like want to try shrooms and paint shrooms this guy I was talking to from Emerson he was like if you ever want to paint and like while you're on shrooms like hit me up but then he moved to New York so. yeah fuck I'd highly recommend doing them I, I don't want to say they're for everybody mm -hmm. because I know there's certain people with certain types of minds that it would probably make them go down darker paths and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it won't it won't fix things for you it's gonna show you exactly how things are mm -hmm. but I remember I did them, I put myself in nature and like have never felt more connected with everything mm -hmm. and never felt like important to the universe. Like I've never felt like, it showed me like I do have a role. Like yeah, I'm small in mm -hmm. this great big scheme of everything, but every little pathway, every person, every action is has a intent behind it and it has like a result to it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it taught me like it doesn't matter who you are or what you are if you're a tree if you're an insect if you're whatever like you're important yeah and it, like that's something i've never i've never felt important up until then you know yeah and like that shit changed my life and made me want to just help people try to find that you know yeah no once you like i also had like problems with like feeling important before but what made me realize that i was important was like just doing what i wanted to do mm -hmm. you know um, and then I started feeling important. But like once you get into the mindset that like I am important, like I am enough, you like, you just become like better overall. And you can't just switch the mindset. Like, yeah, it it's takes... almost like you have to keep telling yourself and mm -hmm. then like eventually you'll feel it. Like mm -hmm. I'm a big person, 
who I pay, like I really I'm not a, like a facts over feelings like I really believe in feelings and intuition and like uh, like I've read books about how your body responds to your environment which you might not even see like mm-hmm. things you don't see and like our bodies know things that we might not necessarily think you know mm-hmm. and to, to ignore feelings or just say oh it's just feelings it's just chemicals in your body feels wrong to me you know yeah and like I think it's so important to trust like when you try, think about like when you say something like mm-hmm. when I, I really pay attention to if I say oh I think this and then I go on to say a statement I'm like well I thought that but if I say I feel because mm-hmm. you know how you like you use both those words but like you don't think about it before you use them mm-hmm. you just either say one or the other I pay attention to which one I use because if I say I feel then I know mm-hmm. you know but if I say I think then I'm still indecisive about it yeah no I definitely feel that I'm a more emotions over facts gal too because it just like makes a lot more sense because like everyone would be the same if it was like facts over feelings but mm-hmm. feelings like differ from person to person like it creates your dislikes and your likes and yeah, everything it like creates who you are like your personality and everything which is very important do what do muslims believe in for an afterlife um the day of judgment so it's like a whole like process there's like a process like after you die you're in your grave and then like you're approached by i think they're called majuj something else they like rhyme or something they mm-hmm. ask you um questions like who's your prophet what book do you follow and like who's your god i'm pretty sure um, you know those yeah my god's allah my prophet's muhammad so oh it's all the same thing there's not like oh no it's it's um this is like what muslims believe so every person is going to go to this place of judgment and they're in like some people if you believe in christianity you'd say like god the bible and whatever mm-hmm. um and then yeah and then you stay there until the day of judgment and then like everyone's like lined up and oh like I don't know the exact thing because I haven't like educated myself. <laughs> I haven't died yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't died yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Like if Allah was like, oh, like did you drink? And you like lie and you're like, no. Your mouth and like your tongue would talk against you and be like, yeah, I did. Damn. So like everything is like revealed. Do you believe in all that? Yeah. I, I think like Islam for me is like, Obviously, you have to do, like, the five pillars of Islam, like, pray and, like... What are they? Oh, the five pillars. Um, you say Shahadatain, which is Ashhadu an Allah, Ashhadu Muhammad bin Rasulullah. Um, I believe in Allah, the one and only, and his one and only prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Um, and then you pray five times a day. You do Ramadan. You give zakah, which is, like, charity. And then you go to Hajj if you can. So like the if you can part, like if you have money to send your kid to kid your kid to college or go to Hajj, you send your kid to college instead. Um, so you do those, but so you'll like, never go do that. You don't. Oh no, no, I will. It's just like I need to be in a right mindset to do it as yeah. well. Cause like right now I'm still like. Like, it's a bad thing. Like, I'm not taking a break from Islam, but I'm allowing myself to, like, explore things outside of Islam and, like, find a different perspective. Yeah, it is important. Yeah. If you think about it, like, to stay in one mindset your whole... We were literally talking about this at the beginning. Yeah. If you're going to stay in one mindset and surround yourself around the same people, like, you'll get nowhere. Yeah. 
So I'm like trying to figure out my mindset. What have, what have you looked out, out towards? Um, honestly, I just wanted to see why people like drank and smoke and like did the stuff that I wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. do, you know, like relationships before marriage. And I am a hundred percent against relationships before marriage because like I understand why like it's not good for me, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you, I believe in the same thing. I don't like, I think hookup culture is kind of one of the, not the, it's not horrible Mm -hmm. because I do understand there's a people dip, everybody's different. And Mm -hmm. I understand for some people, like it's what sex is, is not the same. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's just a part of being a human, but for then other people, it's literally like, that's how you're going to express yourself and like show that that's that person and Mm -hmm. like create that soul tie, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, I hate when people judge you for not being a part of hookup culture and I hate when people judge people for being a part of it because it's like whatever they can just, whatever in their mind feels right and in their body feels right, then like that's what they're supposed to do on this planet. You know what I'm saying? No, for me, like I was a part of hookup culture for a good while, Um, but I didn't like it at all. And I'm like glad I didn't like get too deep into it or I was like I couldn't pull myself out. There's, it's definitely like something like you could get addicted to. Yeah. But I don't know. It just weighs, and it like I was talking about this with this here, how people say like when you share that energy, like you take whatever they've experienced on as your own too. Mm-hmm. So like say they were, they've done shitty things. Like you might begin to start feeling like all that baggage of a shitty person. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And like yeah. it's. I don't know, for me, like, it's all, I've always gotten kind of shit for, like, telling people, like, you need to be worth it to be, like, a number for me, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, like, no, that's... And, like, the guys are like, dude, just, just go do it, just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you don't think about it like that, and I'm like, I can't not, like, that's just how I've always thought about it, you know? Yeah. But, it, in the end, like, I'm proud of myself for sticking to what I felt, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, not going against my beliefs for other people and stuff like that. But definitely, like, I have not, like, I've definitely, like, allowed myself to look into that stuff. And, you know, as well as you, like, look into the opposite side of things to see it for what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely, like, it's a, I don't know how to word this. It's a good thing that, like, you have a strong will. I'm, like, you're, like, strong. I'm bad with words, but you get Yeah, I get what you're saying. Strong will is the right word. Yeah, yeah. Um... For me, and that's like I that's not any credit of my own, like mm-hmm. I've been taught that you know yeah. what I'm saying, like that comes from my family, that's that comes from the people before me. That's that's definitely a good like thing to have for me. Like, I wish, like, right now I'm more strong willed than I was, but I wish I didn't get into hookup culture because I, I, um, but you I, wouldn't be who you were if you didn't. If oh, you yeah, didn't. no, it was an experience I definitely needed to go through, but, like, there's one aspect of it, like, I wish I didn't have sex with a person, like, I wish I was still a virgin, because yeah. I literally, like, cried for, like, three days, not because of, like, who I did it with, you know, it's just, like, the situation, yeah, like, it yeah. just wasn't, it just didn't sit right with me, I was, like, there's no point in crying over it, like, it already happened, just don't do it again, yeah, that's, the, that's a good way to move on, a lot, it's hard for people to move on like that, mm-hmm. I feel like if I were to do that like I would it would eat me for a while yeah and I wouldn't be able to get over it you know just because of the way I thought for so long yeah it's 
honestly, like every mistake I look like I do, I look at it in a sense that like the camera. No, you're trying. I'm just moving up. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, every mistake I do, I look at it in a sense like I had to go through it to be like who I am right now, mm-hmm. which is like it's definitely like a good way to look at it, but it also like keeps me from like making big mistakes anymore because yeah. of the amount of mistakes I've made before. But and also like we're nineteen. Yeah. The amount of like the mistakes we are making are just for ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't I'm not trying to talk down our mistakes or anything like that, but it's things that we're just learning about ourselves. Like the after effects aren't going towards like a family yeah. or towards like kids of our own. Like it's all stuff we're just learning about us. Mm-hmm. And that's where I just like I don't go through life being like, oh, it's okay, I'll learn from it if I'm, like, in a situation and think I'm going to fuck it up. Like, I'm very cautious, but I'm also, like, very practical about the sense, like, they, like at the end of the day, the only person this could potentially harm is myself, and then I'll learn from it, you know? Yeah. And that, that keeps me sane, because I feel like if you had other people to worry about, if you're a parent, like, thinking about divorcing like that shit probably weighs on you forever because you're like now I'm splitting up this whole entire family now these kids are going to have completely different lives Mm -hmm. and like because of my mistake my not knowing the person I was going to plan on living the rest of my life yeah no that's something I definitely agree with Um, especially like the part with like living with the person or uh, for the rest of my life with like like on that topic for like marriage and shit like if i were to get married like my parents got married like within two weeks and it was not a good relationship between them so like if i were to ever get married it'll take me like a good while to get to know them do you think if your father was still alive they would still be together yeah over time do you, so was it not good at first and like things ended up working out or no it's more of a divorce is seen as like makru and like islam which is like it's permissible but it's not liked and like in the culture like you do everything to not get divorced yeah you know and like you do everything to get married as fast as you can like that's the mindset yeah like i actually came to college and i was like Oh, Boston's like a place full of Muslims. Like, I'm gonna get married like this. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm literally, I'm not even 18 yet. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, like, I'm glad I like snapped out of that mindset because it really took a toll on you. Because, like, you think, like, oh, no one's gonna wanna marry me because, like, I've made these mistakes before or yeah, I'm not, like, yeah. perfect enough. And then, like, once you get to know yourself, you're like, I am enough yeah know, shit like that so mm-hmm. that's a good way of looking at it like i i don't know i've never i don't know my i don't plan on getting married like through a church you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i think that's just a decision you make like oh this is the one like mm-hmm. i don't need to get the government involved i don't need to get anyone else involved like this is just me and them mm-hmm. so no that's definitely a good way to look at it um I say that a lot. What? <laughs> That's definitely a good way to look at it. <laughs> um, but for, for Islam... No, you're going to do that. I was fucking with it. I was making noise. <laughs> for, for Islam, like... I actually don't know the difference between, like, the religion-wise and the culture-wise. So I can't really speak on it. 
Did you ever, how long did you live over, or when, or have you been here your whole time? Alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was born here, but I did visit Syria a few times. You've only visited, you've never lived there? I've lived there for like three summers, but it was like before the war, so like before 2010. And you, the culture, like, you keep saying culture and religion, like what is that separation? Um, well, the separation I see is, like, a lot of people mix culture and religion. A lo- There's a lot of problem with Arab culture. It's very, yeah. like, um, racist in a way. And, like, they're very... Like, there's a lot of gender roles in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, a lot of it is, like... You know the stereotype like Arab men like hit their wives and like yeah, yeah. Muslim men do that shit. Like Muslim men don't. Mm-hmm. Arab men do. Not all, but that's like. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And especially if they're all like together, that, like we said, like if mm-hmm. you're around the same like people, that behavior is gonna continue. Yeah. So it isn't like that's. I mean that's why America is important to let people like separate from their cultures but continue their practice. Yeah. No. I my dad like moved here when he was eighteen. And he actually went to Boston. That's, like, a big reason why I came to Boston. Because, like, he said, like, it changed his whole mindset, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's actually one of the reasons I believe Islam wasn't forced on me. Like, like my cousin was, or, like, other Muslim kids were, like, a, not everyone, but, like, a good amount of people. Like, when they talk about their childhood and, like, Islam, they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, I was forced to pray and, like they end up straying away from it. That's what this Kia says. She yeah. says, like, she's really forced to, and now she doesn't really like it at all. Yeah, which is, like, unfortunate, because, mm-hmm. like, you never, like, develop that relationship with Islam, like, the way you want it, you know? Yeah. Do you ever try to talk to her about it? Um, I don't think it's my place, because yeah. I, I feel like if someone were to talk to me about, like, how my relationship should be with Islam, I Not get... should be, but, like, you try to reintroduce it in a new light because you oh. see it in a different way oh yeah no I've, I've told her about me. I've told her about like my experience with Islam and yeah. I was like this is how I see it you know and she's like yeah and then like she told me about her experience and I was like that's really unfortunate yeah but I feel personally and I was talking about this with Alex because he was saying that religion was really pushed on him too and mm-hmm. now he doesn't believe in anything no matter like whether it was pushed on you or not, or whatever it is, like, you need to have some sort of belief system because not believing in anything weighs on your conscious immensely. And, like, you don't think about it because, I don't know, at least for me, I thought about it a lot when I didn't have anything to believe in, and I think that's part of the reason why I found something to believe in. Mm -hmm. But it, like, it just makes shittier moods shittier and it makes like things seem like it makes life seem dimmer and duller than it really is you know and then once you see things and think outside of yourself and bigger than yourself it, it puts things in a way that make life more fun and make more like more meaningful and like seeing yourself as that piece of a whole instead of like thinking of oh the lights just turn off when I die and that's yeah. it and like my time here is it's indefinite and what I do here has no impact on the universe. Whereas, I, like, what I believe in, I believe you're here for your soul impact. You're believe, here for what little things you're gonna do, perceived as little, are gonna have macro 
after effects, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good way to look at it. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to stop myself, but then I was like, no. Um, Fuck it, if it works, if it it isn't broken, don't fix it. For real. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, um, for a while, in like 10th grade, I like strayed away from religion as well. But like I didn't go out and like explore different things. I was just like, fuck it, like I'm yeah. Because like, that's like, my dad died during tenth grade, and like, my relationship with Islam, like it went through like my dad and then like Allah, like that's how I saw it. But he didn't like try to portray it that way. He was like yeah. trying to get it like a straight path. But like once he was like gone, I was like, there's no reason for me like be Muslim anymore. Cause, and then I was like super depressed because of that and like the death of my dad yeah so but then once i came back to it i was like i don't think i'm ever gonna like how'd you come back around i don't know usually every time ramadan comes around i like push myself to do it and i'm like i know this is good for me and it kind of like restarts like either restarts or like adds more faith in islam for me so do you believe in faith in general like there's a design path yeah yeah do you do you think since your father's passing have you gotten signs to like get back into practice and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like you think you've seen things that have specifically been from him to you um no because like i don't think his like ghost is like going around like doing specific signs for me um when i go to his grave i like talk to him like about everything like when I like spill out everything I'm like this feels good and because usually when I go there I like talk about like Islam and stuff I'm like well this feels good this feels right I should keep doing it it's again like all about like how I'm feeling and Mm. then like if I don't feel good I won't do it yeah (laughs) I mean I agree I can relate to that completely like the past couple weeks all I'd say majority of March I was high as fuck and not practicing anything I believe in and just doing anything because I was like oh it's cold as fuck everything sucks I'm just gonna make it all suck where I was acknowledging like I would feel better if I kept practicing what I like it's weird because you do acknowledge it but it's like easier not to practice it and it's easier to just give up on things and it's easier so you do and it feels like it's better but then when you look overall you're like I feel shittier you Mm -hmm. know and then it takes like some moment or some slim or like some I don't know you just have to like think to do it do whatever you believe for me like meditating again mm-hmm. and like the first time I do it again or the first time I do Wim Hof and take a cold shower again like I'm back into it I'm like this is why I do it like yeah. this is why I'm there and, and then it's like it's all about momentum too yeah and like once whichever way you're going in momentum you're gonna keep going that way if you're going down a bad path you're gonna keep going that way till you stop it and then start any little bit of going down the right path yeah and like for me all of March sucked and I was like just bumming all the time not looking forward to anything not enjoying classes literally looking forward to just being high at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and then me and Pat were kind of like fuck this like it's time to get our shit back together Mm -hmm. and like the way I've always gotten my shit back together starts with my body and like working out and Mm -hmm. like that's when I was like all right I'm gonna start working out again or not like again I always worked out but like mm-hmm. getting crazy like just getting really into it you know mm-hmm. 
and then we started running in the morning and next thing you know that leads to me fixing my sleep schedule and next thing you know that leads time for me like I'm not smoking at the end of the day I'm actually reading like things that I enjoy and then when I'm reading like it gives me time to be like meditate before I go to the bed and like it just all starts to roll back into place and now I'm in a place where like I can't see stopping what I'm doing like I can't see going back to smoking like I can't and I know I will Mm -hmm. at some point because that's the balance of life Mm -hmm. but like it's just crazy how my mindset could change so fast and so drastically like I can go from wow smoking's awesome I want to do it every day to Mm -hmm. wow I never want to do that again but like I don't know I know I'll be back to both spots at some point yeah um I had like I didn't start smoking or drinking until I came to college you know um and like I said like every time like Ramadan comes around that's when I start like getting my shit together mm-hmm. and when in this time like if you are intoxicated by either alcohol or like anything like your prayer and your fasts won't be accepted like 40 days um so like I got ready for that and like just like keeping in that mindset like it like forces you to ball out before you just get fucking. <laughs> that's how we Pat were right before. We're like, dude, we're going crazy. Yeah. We're eating all the shitty food. We're gonna get fucking drunk as yeah. fuck, or whatever, bro. And we did, and it was fun as fuck. But then when that day hit, when day one hit, yeah. we told ourselves it's over. Like, yeah, it's over. You're not. There's no. And it feels so much more like. First of all, I'm okay with having those short spurts of like letting myself go mm-hmm. because I know I can snap out of it. Mm-hmm. And like, if I were to not let myself snap out of it, then I'd start to get concerned about doing that bad stuff. Yeah. But then, it, and it's also rewarding being able to just snap out of it and like be in that mindset, you yeah. know? It makes you feel like you're a shit, yeah. honestly. Yeah, um, you do honestly feel like the shit. Yeah. And it's crazy how it all follows. Like I was saying, like, I wasn't doing any podcasts too. Yeah. And like, and that really, it isn't, it isn't in my control because I do leave it up to people to ask me to do them. Yeah. But like I, st- I switched my attitude and I literally have had one to do every other day this past week and a half. And like, I still have more planned for the next week. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, like, I try to rationalize it. I'm like, well, it's nice at whatever, but like, no, it's like you change. So your environment changed. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what happened. Yeah. It's like, what you were saying in the beginning, like the attitude you give out, like it like the law of attraction or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I talk with my hands a lot. No, I'm, I know. I'm trying to stop that. That's why no, I wear I'm rings. Stop it, it's fine. I talk with my hands all the time. Yeah. I was literally watching back the video of Alex like going mad fast and like the whole time I'm just like this like, really <laughs> quick and I'm like, what the fuck? Why like that's that? funny. Um, Do you believe in like manifesting along with like the law of attraction? Like That's called um, Dua. Really? Yeah. In SM, that's called Dua. Um, basically you just like ask Allah like oh Allah please give me so and so like put me on the right path or whatever and then like that asking like kind of like embeds the right path in your mind Mm -hmm. like I don't know how to explain it Um, I get what you're saying but I wouldn't know how to explain it to someone else and that's because I already believe in it and like it's like if you're saying it, your body, like you're, it's like almost like if you're saying it out loud or you're saying it in your mind, something's listening. It's like the way I put it is like you make your body say it, you mm-hmm. make your mouth say the words. Mm-hmm. It's almost like your soul's listening and like yeah, your soul no, will put you back on that path. Definitely how it is. Um, fuck. <laughs> I keep forgetting shit. My bad. 
do you do you write shit down? Because well, what, do, one yeah. word you said is you ask for, like you ask for things. Whereas mm-hmm. my perception of manifestation is you're gonna like I tell the universe what I'm gonna do. Oh okay. Like I write I write in the past tense of and sometimes like oh I, like. On Tuesday, I will have already done all this. You know what I'm saying? Like to do list. Yeah. Yeah. Basic, but not like a to do list. Like, on uh, like by this by this time, I will have like completed this. I will be feeling this. I will be doing this. And mm-hmm. like, and then while I'm getting like, I'll write that on one big thing and write on a piece of paper and tape it in my wall and read it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then every day I write like today I will like, and it's never like can I have or like will will you put me it's like i'm gonna do it and then you're gonna follow like it's almost like i'm controlling my body and then like whatever my soul is you're gonna follow you're gonna listen to me yeah and like it i don't know that's empowering to me because it's like you have the control you know you're not waiting for someone to give you something and you're not hopeful of something that might not come you just tell it this is how it is and then that you make it that way yeah I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying, but, like, for me, because, like, like, I, like, know, like, Allah exists, like, deep down in my heart, like, no matter, like, what anyone tells me or anything, like, I know 100%, and, um, like, he's, or not he, because it's not a he or she, like, Allah's, like, in control of everything, and, like, I'm Allah's follower, mm-hmm. so I gotta, like, ask Allah, um, and, like, once you ask him, like, like everyone already has their story set out you know and um once you like have that like motivation to like change you ask and like you can change it you know yeah i don't like another thing is like i don't believe in evil i believe in free will so like evil is created from like people's mindsets do you know what i mean yeah i'm really bad at explaining shit and like what do you mean by free will i guess like you have like a choice between doing a good thing and a wrong thing and like do you think people are always actively trying to do the good thing but sometimes the result they, is yeah. perceived as evil yeah so like i think about this a lot in for example like a serial killer mm-hmm. do you think that they're they're doing what they think is good to them to them like, cause I always try, I try to think that like everybody is genuinely trying to achieve what is good to what they perceive as good in life. Mm-hmm. But some people, what they perceive as good, is not the majority's good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like a serial killer might be like, oh, it's good that I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing like yeah. this is what people say. Follow your dreams. Like do this shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is good. Whereas everybody's like, no, don't fucking don't kill, kill people. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I think everyone's, like, trying to do good in their life, but, like, either, like, they don't know how to go about it the right way, or, like, like you said, like, the majority doesn't think it's good, which is, like, killing people isn't good, but I don't know how to, like, help them, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not in a place Their to brains are also them. just stupid different. Like, yeah, they're... That's why we're so... That's why we're so fascinated with them. Like, there's mad documentaries and yeah. shit, and everybody, when something comes up, they're like, oh, did you see that new four-part episode of fucking The Ripper and everybody yeah. watches it. I don't know why. We're really fascinated with people who are just fucked in the head. And not only, like, fucked in the head, just, like, different thought processes, like, interest people, too. Because, mm. like, I was talking about this. 
actually to ski the other day i was like excited because i was like oh i'm gonna be on like one of ed's podcasts and everything <laughs> she's like yeah like he has like a different mindset like like me and Tuskia, we don't think exactly alike, but like we understand each other at like a certain like brainwave. Yeah. But like from what I've heard from people, like you think like in a different way and like it makes them see it in like a different way as well and like opens like new doors. I appreciate it. I try to keep continuing to open doors for myself and a consequence of that or symptom is being able to share that mm-hmm. and then also open those new doors. And like I'm a very optimistic person and like you said try to like my friend Pat we were talking about this I say my friend you know who the fuck Pat is um he was saying how like he believes everybody's good or bad until they prove good to him and like when I see people I let them in my head you're a good person until you prove to me you're a bad person yeah and like I give everybody the benefit of the doubt because it's more harmful to me to miss a relationship assuming that they're bad Mm -hmm. and when they actually were good then having to deal with the consequences of like walking into someone who was actually a bad person but I gave them the time of day you know like I don't know do you believe in second chances for people as well yeah I believe people can change at any point in their life I've seen it happen Mm -hmm. people I believe people want to change and then the big the big thing for me is People let their egos get in the way. I think the biggest change in life is dropping the ego. And that what that means is like, to me at least, is not giving a fuck what people perceive you as. Mm-hmm. And not in the sense like, oh, I'm gonna do what I want and step on people's toes. But like, you're gonna do what you want because you wanna do it and you mm-hmm. only have this chance to do it. So you go out and you do it. But at the same time, like, when you're doing what you feel and what you're doing what you think is good, for the most people, like we said, there are some people who are mentally just effed up. Mm-hmm. But I'd say majority of people, like you, you're gonna end up doing better for the people around you than stepping on toes, you know. And like, like Alex was saying, is treating everybody with compassion, assuming that they're in the worst part of their life when you're meeting them. Like, yeah. is also how to find this in people, you know. I don't know how to describe what I'm saying, but. I think people are all good, and I think that we should really strive to be empathetic and try to put ourselves in people's shoes. I think that's why people think I have a different mindset, and it is because I'm very good at seeing things from other people, and I'm very good at reading people and feeling their emotions and shit like that, and like, I can tell when someone's upset, and I'm not afraid, my ego won't stop me, Mm -hmm. and say... Like, I'm not afraid to be like, yo, you look upset, what's wrong? Whereas some people would, like, beat around the bush and be like, oh, is something wrong with them? Mm-hmm. And, like, talk to other people and, like, try to figure out. I'll be like, oh, you look upset, what's the word? Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, like, I don't know. It's just we forgot how to be human being. We put up these egos of what we think people want to see when, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you should just be what you want to be. And the people who are going to be there are going to be there, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, talking about, like, oh, being, like, who you want to be versus being who people want you to be. Um, It, like, again, changes your whole mindset and, like, makes you a lot more happier and, like, Mm -hmm. is a lot better for your mental health. Because I, um, my mom, she sees me in, like, a very different view because I always put up, like, a mask and be, like, I'm this perfect daughter who's, like, and all the extracurriculars, all sports, all A's, blah, 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 you know? It was perfect Muslim. And she was, like, super proud of me. And then when I showed her, 
like this is a fake nose ring. Yeah. When I showed her the fake nose ring and I like dyed my hair and like I started like being who I am around her, she was like, You you like you're not the same daughter anymore, like where are your good ethics and blah blah blah. And like it shows me like if you start off like Pers- like showing people what they want and then like slowly like introducing like who you are to them at first like it's gonna ruin the whole relationship and it's yeah. not gonna be good at all it de- yeah it depends on that person's percep- perception but there's a quote I've heard the cost of your new self is, or the price of your new self is the cost of your old self something like that like mm-hmm. in the sense like you said changing from what people saw you as to who you actually are Mm -hmm. some people are going to be like oh i guess i actually don't like you and then some people are going to be like oh this is amazing like Mm -hmm. you are who you are and like i can relate with this person now and that's i was talking to christina about this how like for me for the longest time i've been very good at like getting people to like me because i know what they want to hear i know what like will make them laugh i know what will make them like feel like I, I'm very similar to them, you know? And, like, what college has really showed me is how to be my individual self, not rely on having a group of people. Because, like, first semester, I didn't necessarily have, like, a group of friends. Like, I was just kind of me, and then I would hang out with everybody. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I still wouldn't even say I have, like, a group because I still kind of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I really learned, like, like we're saying, just be me. And, yeah. like... And that's translated to my family and stuff. Like, now I'm literally, like, now I feel like I'm just Ed. Like, Edward at home just because of the name. But, like, Ed in the sense that I'm not going to change my tone or I'm not going to change my humor. I'm not going to change my attitude if I'm in front of my mom or if Mm -hmm. I'm in front of a professor or if I'm in front of a peer. Like, I'm universally the same person now, and it is such a freeing feeling because I don't think about what people are going to think about what I'm going to say. I don't yeah. think about anything. I just do now. And it's so, like I'm the biggest thing is it's it's like it's like I've been in a I've been trapped in jail by my own mind and now mm-hmm. I'm out cuz I don't think about anything. I don't think at all anymore. I just am in every moment and appreciate being in the moment cuz when you think about it that's all there really is. Like the past already happened. It's all in your mind and the future hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Anything the only thing to truly exist is what you see with your eyeballs right in front of you. Yeah, no, that's a good way to look at it. (laughs) But um, I still, like, I still, like, be and do what I want to do without thinking. But there's also times where, like, I need to think before I speak. Especially, like, in a new group of people. Like, because, like, I still care what people think about me. Like, I don't want them to think, like, I'm a bad person. Yeah, but if you're not not a bad person, you know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't have to... The thing for me is, like, if... I know my audience like I know when to say some jokes and I know when not to but if I were to say something bad which I have before Mm -hmm. I've stepped on toes I've said stupid shit before Mm -hmm. it happens because like sometimes you don't have that impulse to stop yourself over time you still show people like you're good at heart you know what I'm saying like it's just a comment it's just words so yeah no I know but it's just like it like it like I don't care like strangers think of me it's just like close people to me or like especially like my family like those are the people I care about the most and like I care about how they view me the most you know Mm -hmm. that's why like I act differently around my mom versus my sisters versus my cousin versus like friends at school or anything 
like when I came back home I was like taking my sister out to like Walmart or something and like I did something and she like like a whole argument came up and she's like you're not the same anymore I was like what do you mean she's like you act like all cocky and like you're a shitty person and I'm like no I just don't care what other people think now and she's yeah. like she's like in middle school so yeah. she's still like going through like her like finding herself and stuff so like I'm not like holding it but it's just like I never really thought of like there'd be like consequences to like being who you are mm. you know yeah but there is and yeah. I'm okay with that so and uh time will tell and show like like your sister's gonna realize over time that you're not a shitty person and shit like yeah. that and she's gonna realize what you meant by that and like that one moment is gonna stick out in her life mm-hmm. and you and you won't even realize it that's what I think about a lot is like you know how like you just have some memories that you can't explain why you have them but they're just so prominent in your head I think about a lot of the time like what memories do people have of me like yeah. in that sense like what memories are stuck in people's head like I have little cousins who really look up to me mm-hmm. and like what times have I done things that I don't remember I don't even think of that stick out in their head and like yeah. when I keep that in mind I try to make every interaction and everything positive and not try to go through any that's why I stay away from negative comments or like deprecating others because I don't want any one singular moment to be that one moment that's stuck in their head you know like I, I don't have a I have a great relationship with all my family mm-hmm. all my like I love my parents I love my sister I love everybody and that's why I'm in Boston because this is where my family is mm-hmm. and but like there's certain things my dad has said and like certain things my mom has said over time and of course like you remember the bad things and like you don't remember the good things mm-hmm. obviously I know and acknowledge all the good things but like there's just things they've told me like I can't do mm-hmm. and like that moment sticks out of my head and yeah. I don't want to be that moment to anybody you yeah. know and but I don't know those moments have also motivated me and those moments are also went from some of the worst memories to my best memories because mm-hmm. like we said made me who I am yeah no I I definitely agree that like bad moments bad and good moments honestly like play into who you are like you can't have good without bad like there's a saying um in Islam it's from the Quran it's um, with every hardship comes ease mm-hmm. and that's played out to be true in every single situation so it's good you either win or you learn that's how I see exactly, it exactly yeah no such thing as loss no such thing as good as bad just different just different experiences all giving you the same thing progression yeah and like a lot of people are like I understand like why people are like afraid of uh, afraid of change mm-hmm. um but honestly i think change is great because again i think fear is great fear is great like fear could be your leader if you follow fear you're going to be outside your comfort zone and discover new things push to new perspectives and mm-hmm. all that you know um a thing that i like like i sit and think a lot about like what i do and like who i am and like one thing i noticed is like a lot of the times i like push myself outside of my comfort zone and like pick up like new hobbies and stuff and like learn about them but I never like do them Mm. like I like you know how it's like easier to like think of your day before you start your day and then it's like easier to finish your day that's how I think of like hobbies as well like I was gonna like 
learn how to like sew pants and like shirts and stuff. I'm like, I literally spend hours on hours like on YouTube and like just like Wikipedia, like how do you do this? Like certain like pictures and stuff. And then like once I understood it, I'm like, I had all the material and everything and like I was gonna finish it, but then I didn't. And I was like, I'm satisfied enough. Like once I push myself out of that comfort yeah. zone, like educate myself, like I jump onto a new thing. I completely agree with you. I have so many circumstances they're not over long periods of times so it's usually like quick bursts of a day or two mm-hmm. where i'll just research the fuck out of something like for me last summer it was gardening i was like i want to build a garden so bad like i want to just like i want to put it in the backyard i want to do like everything it like i was looking up all these new systems like what i could make and like how i could afford it up writing down prices and everything and then when the summer came i was like oh i'm just gonna work and yeah I mean, I don't want to say I'm just going to work because I started the podcast and that's when all that came into play. But like, I put that on the back burner, but I still know where that notebook is. I still have all that information. Mm-hmm. And like, I know this summer I will go back to that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I guess try not to look at it like you didn't do your hobby, but maybe it wasn't the time to start it. And like, yeah. you're going you're to still have that at some point in your life, you know? Yeah. No, I understand. Um, another thing is like, I don't know if it happens to like a lot of people, but once I like learn something, I forget about it. Cause like in middle school, I used to be like the biggest space nerd. Mm-hmm. I used to like watch Nova all the time. I used to like tell people how like stars were made and like different types of stars and like even the diameter of it. Yeah, and yeah. And like now when I tell people, they're like, oh, tell me. I'm like, well, I don't remember shit. it. Like, <laughs> shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> shit like that. I agree with you. I feel that way about a lot of things. I feel like I can explain everything to myself, but nothing to anyone else. It's, it, it's so frustrating. I know. it's. I, like, mush a lot of my words together sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, m- my brain faster is faster than my mouth. And, like, I can't think... Like, I can think of the words and, like, the meanings, but without thinking of the word. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I stumble on words all the time. I picked up this horrible habit of stuttering. The over right fucking now literally right now like i would just say the same word over and over and over again like repetitively mad fast until i could pick up whatever word i was trying to think of or i'll just stop talking and like look around for a quick yeah. second because i'm just too excited about what's in my head yeah but my mouth can't keep up and <laughs> you just look like a dummy but fuck it no i i usually get my point across at some point yeah no same i like i also lose my th- like train of thought so many times it bothers me so much and like sometimes i'd be like talking to people like it's it doesn't happen now but like it happens like throughout the day sometimes i'd be talking and then i stop and like i continue the talking in my head and it's like i feel like we could talk telepathically <laughs> but like they're like wow yeah. like you stop mid-sentence i'm like i already explained <laughs> <Yeah>. everything <laughs> i'm like did you not get the point <laughs> No, that's funny, but I agree with that. Sometimes I stop my sentence, or but then I have some friends where I don't have to finish the sentence if we are like that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's like the and greatest like, feeling shit. ever. Like and you could just keep going. Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> like me and my friends who made this big change together. We I don't have to say a lot of things I'm about to say because we already have like the same beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I bet you get this feeling with like people in your religion and stuff like that. Like you don't have to. Like, conversations are much deeper than surface value because you already know you guys believe in similar things. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like, the, one of the biggest reasons I feel like I, I connect with Tuskia a lot more than, like, other people's because, like, Islam. And, like, we have, like, very, like, similar experiences, but not the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually don't know, like, a lot of Muslims. Like, I went to Arabic school, but I was always that kid that, like, was weird and, like, outcasted up until, like, maybe the 10th grade. And then I became, like, funny. And, like, I'd be, like, talking, like, normally now. And they'd be, like, I was, like, yeah. I literally was just talking. Yeah. So I never really got to, like, develop. I like too, who go from, like, not being a part of it to, like, everybody. It's, like, you're a part of it, but you're only a part of it because, like, they're enjoying you. Mm-hmm. You know? I get what you're saying. Which is, like, fine. Like, I'm not... It's not real, though. Like you said, you had to change from it. Like, that wasn't real. That's just people... That's just acquaintances. That's not friends. Yeah, I know, but I had to go through that experience to see, like, what actual friends were. You think you found actual friends here? Mm Mm-hmm. Some people you're gonna, like, hold on to for a while? Yeah. I, like, the other day, I was, like, super, super down. Like, in my room the whole day, didn't even get out of bed. And, like, I had laundry upstairs. Mm-hmm. And Mia and Eddie, like, went up and got me my Damn. laundry. And they, like, folded it and shit. I was like... That's mad cute. I was like, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> That's mad nice. It was so nice. Was I agree, though. I really... Honestly, first semester, it's not like I didn't think that... I was like, I have a bunch of friends. But mm-hmm. this semester, I'm like, oh, I have, like, the homies. Like, these are yeah. people I'll definitely be in touch with for a while, you know? Whereas I was nervous at first because that wasn't happening right away, which, mm-hmm. but it all took time. And I know there's more to come in the years to come. And like, yeah. I'm very blessed for, I'm very thankful for um, COVID as well, because it made me really become close with the people at home and mm-hmm. like build off of that. So now I have those relationships and then everything to come from here, you know? Yeah, no, I like everything that does happen to me, even if I like, like it or not, like I'm always like grateful for it, you know, cause like I go through an experience and it's sometimes like an experience I needed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest experiences I went through is like the death of my dad. And it's like, it's definitely something like I didn't want to happen, but I learned a lot from it. Like I matured and like the, in the events, cause there was like a death of dad and then like little like things that like fell, like domino effect of that. Um, and that domino effect like made me mature in a way that I would have never matured if that never happened. And it appears to hold you to your beliefs too. Mm-hmm. Like if you, I don't know, I don't want to assume anything, but maybe if you were still here, you wouldn't like for you wouldn't have such a practical way of thinking about it and be like, oh, I'll get back on it during Ramadan. My notes there, you know. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. If that didn't happen, I feel like I would have been like that stereotypical like. Muslim girl who just like does stuff because her parents says so, you know. Um, and I definitely don't want to be that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm gonna be you. Be fucking Rama. Are you named after Ramadan? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm named after. I forget. My middle name is fucking crazy. Guess what it is? Deslama Bama. No. <laughs> it's um. It's misspelled. It's KMR. KMR. Which is Kamar, which means belt. Belt? Belt. <laughs> um, That's but, pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to be QMR, which is like Kamar, Amar, which means moon. So it should have been Ramadan. It's like Orion's belt, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, that's symbolic as fuck. Belt. And you believed in the stars? 
and we're a big space person. It's in the name. It's in the stuff. You believe in astrology? Or is that no. against? It's it's against the sun because yeah, like you. Because they can't have fun and you can't think about things like that in religion. Uh, it's like associating like another power with Allah, and you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I get that. I still that like learn sense. about it though. I don't necessarily. I'm not like, oh, you're a Capricorn. We're not gonna vibe. But I'm like, I know mine, and I know it. Like I, I feel like I can go back and look at it, and it always applies to me. You know, mm-hmm. which is cool. I don't know how the fuck they figured it out, but it's cool. Yeah, me neither. I mean, there's some like people who like are like super into it, and it's like good for them, you know. But like, <laughs> this like with any subject, not just astrology, but I feel like it's like a stereotype of like astrology bitches. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we can't like fucking be friends because yeah. you're a Taurus. Because or... you're big three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the fuck a big three is. You have like three. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they're important, that's all I know. You got your rising sun and then your other two. That's the only two I know. But word. I'll wrap this up. You got any last final words for the people? For the people? Uh, shout out to Skia. Shout out to Skia. Shout out to Skia. That's all I got. Bet. Stay blessed. Peace out.